On today's first round KO, I give my NFC conference predictions. The entire NFC, I go division by division, giving my predictions for the 2019-2020 season. After that, I go through some big news around the world of sports around uh, Antonio Brown, Chris Sale, Aaron Rodgers, Pete Alonzo, Le'Veon Bell, Dwight Howard, DK Metcalf, and the the NFL playoff system. So, let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers. And today we will be talking... NFC predictions, the whole NFC conference. I'll be going through them division by division here in this show. And then we've got a lot of sports news that I want to talk about. So this will probably be a somewhat longer episode. So if you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast. Please go follow all of our Twitter accounts. Links in the description below. Follow our YouTube channel. And if you want merch, we have merch on Redbubble. Link also in the description below. Now. We're just going to dive right in. We're just going to jump right in NFC predictions. And I'm going to start with the West, the NFC West division between the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. So this one, again, these picks, I'm not I, – I, I said it in the last episode, and I'll say it again. I'm, I went and picked each game, pick like game by game. And it it generated the records for me, and it generated seedings in the playoffs. And when I do playoffs next week, that's what it's based on. So I'm not. I know that there's going to be a lot of games where I didn't get them. You know, the, 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 there's going to be upsets. There's going to be off games. There's going to you know a lot of that kind of stuff. But I my predictions. I said it last time. I think my records have a two game error, margin of error. So say they're nine and seven. They could also go seven and nine, or they could also go to eleven and five. You know that that's where a two-game margin of error I think is pretty. You know, but I'm I'm pretty confident in at least the order, and this is where I think their abilities are as a team and where they can be. So if they win the games, they should. If they lose the games, they probably will. This is what I think is going to happen. So we are going to jump right in. The NFC West, in the fourth spot, 12th overall in the NFC, I have the Arizona Cardinals at 6 and 10. Let's, um, I don't know. They, they, again, they could be they could be better. They could pull up to 8 and 8. That, that offense has the potential to be really good, but their division is tough. Seahawks are always good. 49ers are on the up and up, and the Rams are fantastic. So, again there's potential for this team especially in the future if kyler murray actually plays like we think he's going to which i think he will uh the cardinals are going to be good they're going to be a good team eventually and especially with all the weapons that they have on that offense like michael crabtree christian kirk uh larry fitzgerald i know i'm forgetting a receiver 
and uh, David Johnson in the backfield. Like, that defense is going to be good. My question is the defense, or the, now that they don't have Tyron Matthew, I think they still have Patrick Peterson, and they still have Chandler Jones. Like, those are the big names, but I don't know how that defense is going to be. It's a new coach. There's going to be a lot of adjustment between the coach and the quarterback. So that's why I say 6-10 and 10 for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh Number three in the West and number nine overall in the NFC, I have, sorry, Chad, the Seattle Seahawks at eight and eight, the Seattle Seahawks I have. Um, again, I just think the, the rest of the division is good and they have a tough schedule. There are a lot of games that they have potential to win. And there are a lot of games, the Seahawks games were probably the most that I had trouble picking. Like there are a lot of games where it could go either way. Um, but eight and eight, I think is solid for them they like their defense is still really good their offense is still good but it's the competition in the in the, but they, they didn't do anything in the offseason they lost earl thomas and unless i'm forgetting something big their rookie receiver D, dk metcalf is out and he was supposed to be really good i i i just don't know i don't know i don't know what else to say like this, they they good. They're good. They can be good. They could end up ten and six, with my margin of error here. But like, I just don't see anything special. They didn't get any better, so I just uh, eight and eight. They're they're very meh team. Number two, in the West, at number seven in the NFC, or conference, at nine and seven, the San Francisco. I almost said Giants. I'm still in baseball mode. San Francisco 49ers. Now, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of uh I don't know, I don't know if panic's the right word, but there's a lot of people that are looking at Jimmy Garoppolo and his training camp and his preseason games here where it's not looking great. And I don't know if it's because he's coming off the injury. I think it's just rust. Uh so I I still have faith that he'll be a good quarterback. They have a good running game now with Telvin Coleman, uh, Tevin Coleman, and Jarek McKinnon. I think they have too, and they have a decent offense. They're loading up on defense. I like what they're I like what they're doing. So I I have them sitting at nine and seven. I yeah I just think they they improved where Seattle didn't, and I think they slightly. They have an easier schedule, too. I noticed that while I was doing it. But I don't know. San Francisco, there's something that I like about them. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo will eventually come into his own, and he will be a very solid quarterback for them. And I think that happens during this season. If not halfway through, then after the halfway mark there. Uh, And winning the NFC West, number two in the NFC Conference, I have the L.A. Rams. That one's kind of obvious. 12 and 4 I have their record and I it depends on Gurley cuz Gurley really disappeared last year they're going to have I think they're going to I'm trying to th- like they they lost pretty hard in the Super Bowl and they their amazing offense did not put up what they should and I think there's going to be some hangover from that where maybe they're not as confident going in I'm not exactly sure but I trust Sean McVay they know what they're doing. Jared Goff is nothing special, but he's been doing his job, and they're doing what he asks them to do. So if Gurley comes in and he's back to his old self, he'll be fine. 
Their defense is still good. The, Aaron Donald, like that's all I got. This team is still really good, and it comes down to the coaching. It comes down to how they play after losing the Super Bowl last year. So I don't know, but that's where I have them. 12-4 and four for the Rams. Now up to the NFC East. <laughs> this The best division in football, they say. It's not this year. Nope, not by a long shot. The New York Giants are number four in the division, number 15. <laughs> number 15 in the conference, second to last. I have them at 3-13. and 13. I do not have faith in this Giants team at all. Their offense is going to be Saquon Barkley, and if one of the quarterbacks can step up, then they still have I, – I don't see that – I don't know. I think they still have Sterling Shepard, and they still have uh, Ingram – Ingram? Ingram? They still have a good tight end, and I, I don't know. But their defense isn't good. They lost Landon Collins. I, I just do not have faith in this New York Giants team at all. It's just not it, – it doesn't impress me, especially with the top two teams in this division. It's going to be tough. They have a tough schedule. 3-13 and 13 for the Giants. Number three in the division, number 13 in the NFC Conference at 4-12, and 12, so not much better. The Washington Redskins. Uh, the Redskins don't really know what they are, and – it's going to be interesting. I think they still have Adrian Peterson. I don't know who their quarterback is going to be. It might be Dwayne Haskins. I think they got someone else. I don't I, I don't have faith in this team. And, yeah, they got Landon Collins, and their defense is actually really good. We saw that last year. But I just don't think they don't have enough offense to, to really do anything. They lost uh, Jameson Crowder, who was kind of their big weapon, but he wasn't even that great. He's just a kind of a speed return guy. I don't know. Again, not much to impress me. The fact that me, that I don't know who their quarterback is, I mean, it's probably a little on me, but I think that's an indictment on the rest of the team, too. Sorry, I had to take a drink there. I should probably move away from the mic when I do that next time. I apologize. Number two in the NFC East and number six in the conference. The... <laughs> at nine and seven around their usual mark <laughs> the dallas cowboys now it's going to be interesting what happens with zeke if he plays if he doesn't play i think that's going to drop big time i've said it before and i'll say it again and i've said it every season since they were both drafted zeke is more of an mvp to that team than dak is 100 percent. without zeke dak is not the quarterback that he is and he does not put up the numbers like he like he he can be a solid quarterback, and he and he'll win some games, especially now with weapons like Amari Cooper and Jason Witten and them. But like I, without Zeke, he doesn't because teams are playing the run when you play when you play the Cowboys and you're lining up against Ezekiel Elliott. The defense is going to be watching the run more than the pass because Zeke is so explosive and so dangerous in that backfield. So like, so Dak has that advantage where he is playing against, he's passing against run defenses, and it makes it a lot easier. But if you take away Zeke, the one of the top running backs in the league, you're gonna have to throw it a lot more, and you're gonna have to throw it into some tighter windows and some better coverage. And I don't think he's gonna be able to do that. So, again, this could drop. I'm kind of assuming that Zeke is gonna play. 
because I can't. That's what I have to do. Because I, it's not like I can predict when he's going to come back or anything like that. But I, so I have them at, even even with Zeke. I still have them at nine and seven. Their defense is better. Their line is not as good as it used to be, but it's still good. Nine and seven for the Dallas Cowboys, and winning the NFC East in the and number three in the NFC conference at twelve and four. Same as the again. A lot of these teams have like the same record. So, um, the LA Rams. Nope. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong one. Philadelphia Eagles. It's late again. If you couldn't tell the Philadelphia Eagles at 12 and four, they're good. They're really good. And their defense is good. And like, I, I was looking at this roster top to bottom on Madden the other day and it's phenomenal. I think they're the highest rated team on the game. And you know, if Carson Wentz comes out and he does even what he even to a fraction of what he was doing, they're going to be good. I and the biggest debate is, can they win with Carson with Carson Wentz? Because Carson Wentz dropped out a few times and they won with Nick Foles. So like, are they going to be able to win with Carson Wentz? I think they can. It, it and it it all comes down to him being healthy. He needs to stay healthy. So I don't know if he needs to adjust his play style. I don't think he will because guys like him really don't change their play style just look at rg3 so it, it really comes down to carson wentz but they got uh jordan howard who's going to be a really good running back they still have really good receivers they still have zach Ertz, who's one of the best tight ends in the league and their defense is really good like and that's that's all i can really say the roster is very impressive to me so that's why i have the eagles at uh you know winning the east and number three in the nfc I'm going through this really quickly. That's okay. I got a lot of news I want to talk about. Now, now to the NFC South. NFC South, <laughs> the worst team in the NFC at number 16 and number 4 in the South. 2 and 14 with a record of 2 and 14, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't trust this team at all. I don't trust Jameis Winston. I don't I think Bruce Arians, I think Bruce Arians is the coach, so like it could help Jameis, but I just don't. They still have Mike Evans and they have OJ Howard, so they have weapons, but I still don't. He he still he turns over the ball too much, and I I could I don't think I could name you a single player on the defense of of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I yeah, and that's saying something. I play so much Madden that I know a lot of these rosters and. When I, when I don't know a big name off of the teams, that should say something. So, I, I have nothing else to say. Tampa Bay at two and fourteen, Carolina Panthers at seven and nine. I have next. They're third in the South and eleventh in the NFC. Well, now Cam Newton's out. I don't know how long, but he. I and maybe maybe it doesn't bleed into the season. I'm not sure. I'm recording this. Uh, I think we're during week three preseason. I think uh, we, yeah, week three, because we just had that debacle in Canada with the Packers and Raiders. Uh, yeah. So they're injured and Christian McCaffrey's still going to do good, but he's not going to do as good if Cam Newton's not there, but they both benefit from each other. And that offense is good with Funchess and more. So, and Greg Olson, of course. So that offense is really good. Defense is slowly but surely kind of deteriorating. Can't talk right now. Um, you know, they, but they still have Keekly and they have Ed Reed, who are, they're going to be 
Eric Reed, Ed Reed, Eric Reed. And so I, I think they're going to be fine. But I think, you know, at, at a solid seven and nine, around that eight and eight or nine and seven kind of range, I think that's where they're going to end up. But I think that could definitely fall if Cam Newton's out for a significant, a, a significant amount of time. So I, I don't know, I, but I that's where I picked them. Apparently, I'm looking at the date on this too because I had to take screenshots of this. I I did this two weeks ago, <laughs> so a lot of these decisions I might not remember why I did them, but I'm trying to explain them here. So number two. The second place in the NFC South, missing the playoffs at number eight. I have the Atlanta Falcons at eight and eight. Now, I think Matt Ryan had his best season when LaFleur, his MVP season when they lost the Super Bowl when LaFleur was there as the quarterback coach. I'm not saying it was because of LaFleur, that just popped into my head. Um, but that was his best year. We'll see if Devonta Freeman can stay healthy he better because i drafted him tonight um but julio's got to stay healthy calvin ridley seems like he's fitting in very well and i believe they still have sanu um so that offense if they stay healthy and if matt ryan can stay consistent they'll be okay that defense however see now that here's the thing their defense was super banged up last year super banged up and that's why they kind of fell off is because they're, they lost so many people to injury on the defensive side of the ball last year. And so now all of those players have to come come back and bounce back. Now they could, and that's where my margin of error comes in. They could end up 10-6, and six, and that, that could probably get them into the playoffs. But I, I see them, and apparently I saw them when I was picking as a very mediocre middle-of-the-road team, so... Winning the South and the number four seed in the NFC, the New Orleans Saints, 12 and 14. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's, they're good. They're really good. I think possibly the best quarterback receiver combo, possibly the best quarterback receiver running back combo. If you throw Camara, Thomas, and Breeze in there, I. I mean, fight me with another. I, you could argue. Trying to look now, you could argue Luck, Mac, and Hilton. You could argue now Chubb, Baker, and Odell. Um, but I mean, other than that, I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm looking at these. The, the, Dak, Zeke, and Cooper. I guess. No, I think that's the best combination, honestly. Because even Kansas City, I don't think, has a number one running back. Well, I mean, they have a number one, but they don't have – they lost Hunt. So, like, you could argue uh, the Chargers, too. The Chargers who have Rivers, Keenan Allen, and Melvin Gordon if he plays. So, But it, I, I, would, I would say New Orleans has the best three-headed monster on offense, for sure. And the supporting cast isn't bad either. So I, I really like the Saints this year. Kamara's going to get more playing time because Mark Ingram is gone. I, I really like what they're doing here. I really like what they're doing on offense. Defense was good. They, they were the best. I, I think they were screwed out of, the playoff, out of the Super Bowl last year. They kind of, I mean, they missed their opportunity because of a rookie mistake, but they, you know, they lost out on the playoffs last year too, or two years ago too, and the, the Vikings 
the Minnesota Miracle. Sorry. I'm trying to wake up here. So, I, I yeah, I just think the Saints are going to be fantastic again this year. And Drew Brees is going to be on a mission like he always is, and he's going to break some more records. That's just who Drew Brees is at this point. So. And finally, I saved this for last, of course, because I probably I might talk about this division quite a bit. And again, I'm gonna preface I'm gonna preface this. I'll I'll tell you right now, the Packers record is kind of ridiculous, and that's probably my hometown bias. But I will also say the Bears record is only two games behind. I also have I I also very high, it's it's not like I just hate the Bears so I had them lose every game or anything you know I I tried to pick this rationally and yes I definitely have some bias in my Packers picks but at the same time I will I will, I will admit to the bias but at the same time I really oh, oh, we'll talk I'll talk about it I really do like this Packers roster I'll talk to it when I get to the Packers. Number 14 in the NFC and number four in the North. At three and 13, the Detroit Lions. The coaching change didn't work last year. I, and now they lost Golden Tate. I Oh, Golden Tate's on the Giants. Look at that. And see, the offense could be good if one of those quarterbacks steps up. They lost Golden Tate. I and the defense wasn't doing it this roster is just bad <laughs> it's really not fantastic at all it's not it just doesn't impress me it doesn't impress me much thanks shania for that um that, that's all i can really say we're really this is the season where we're gonna see what kind of coach matt patricia is because last year you know first year head coaches uh, you know there's some there's there's some adjustment period and it might not go exactly how you thought it would the first season, but this year is the where we're actually going to see how Matt Patricia is as a quarterback because they have a talented quarterback. I have defended Matt Stafford time and time again. He is a very talented quarterback. I just think the rest of the Lions team is not impressive enough. It used to be, but now it's they've fallen off, and I don't think he has enough weapons around him. I don't think he has a good enough defense behind him. Don't I don't like the Lions this year. 3-13, and 13. but, you know, we'll probably lose it to them at Lambeau. <laughs> uh, I think I did – who did I have? I think I had the Packers losing – sorry, I'm getting – I remember the Packers. I remember the couple – I remember the Packers' losses. Um, number 10 in the division and number three no, – sorry, number 10 in the conference, number three in the division at 7-9, and nine, the Minnesota Vikings – I don't like their quarterback situation. Dalvin Cook is going to be really good at running back, and their defense is good. Their offense is good. I just think the other two teams in this division are too good. And their schedule is tough. I remember Minnesota's schedule. Minnesota, they have a, a decently tough schedule this year. So I just don't I just don't like their quarterback situation. And they have really good receivers, so it's going to make up for it. But I just I, I'm not a fan of their defense. And now I, I believe it's this season – they paid Anthony Barr way too much money, by the way. They're, they're going to have to let some defensive guys go. So next year really is where that defense is going to start falling too. But this year it's already, you know, we're going to – I think we're going to see those cracks. I'm just I, – I think the reason that they're 7-9 and nine 
is because of the other two teams in this division, I, it, I think. And to be fair, I gave the Vikings a win in Minnesota against Green Bay because that usually happens. <laughs> Who knows? But that is, I believe, one of the losses I gave them. So, uh, Number two in the north. Number five, making the playoffs as a wild card in the in the division here at 11 and 5 the Chicago Bears now their defense is going to be good i think there are going to be a few weeks the first 3 or 4 maybe even 5 weeks where that defense is not going to be what we saw last year Khalil Mack is still going to be an animal but the rest of that defense the schemes the coverage everything i think everything's going to be off because Vic Fangio is not there anymore they have a new defensive guy and i heard I've heard praise of the new guy, but there's going to be an adjustment period, especially when you have to play the best quarterback in the league week one. So there's going to be that adjustment period. I have the Packers winning week one, and I have the Bears winning at Lambeau because they will adjust by then. And that's just my thinking behind it. So I, the defense is going to be good, and Mitch can – Mitch can – I'm not a big fan of Mitch. I'm really not. I, He's not the guy there. I, if they re-sign him to a contract, that they're going to end up right back where they were a few years ago at the bottom of this division. It's not – I really think that because then they're going to start losing players because they're going to start they, – they won't be able to pay that defense because, they're, because if they pay that money to Mitch. And – it's just not it's not going to work for them. So I but as far as this season, he's got weapons. They don't have Jordan Howard anymore, but he wasn't really working for them. Cohen's good. They have Robinson. They have really good receivers. They they, they have really good receivers. But Mitch has got to get them to the ball and I don't have a lot of faith in him. I really don't. I we sh- we saw in the playoff game against the Eagles last year Sorry to bring that up, Chicago fans, but I, we saw in the game la- the last year, he there's something off when he and especially when the lights are on, he just did not show up last year. And we see and when he misses, good God, he misses badly, like really, really badly. <laughs> it was just, oh man, he he's he, he's off when he's off, and I think maybe he'll throw more interceptions this year. I don't know, but they're still going to be 11-5. That defense is going to be good enough where they can run the ball a lot with Tariq Cohen, and I think they'll be okay. And who is the other guy? David Montgomery, I believe his name is. Something Montgomery. They'll be good enough. If they had a better quarterback, I, I probably, honestly, it, Mitch is the only thing holding me back in the Bears. If they had a better quarterback, I would probably put them number one in this division. I honestly would. That's an honest thing, I just, but I just don't believe in Mitch. I really don't. And you guessed it. Not only I know I'm going to catch flack for this. I know I am. Number 1 in the division, number 1 in the conference. And before before you tweet, before you tweet at me or you text me or whatever you're going to do, before you come at me, let me defend myself. I have the Green Bay Packers at 3 and 13. Sorry, 13 and 3. <laughs> Can you imagine if I just said, nope, Packers are going to suck. 13 and 3. Now, again, I don't actually think they're going to go 13 and 3. 
those are the games that they should win and the games that they're probably going to lose. I, I remember it was at Minnesota, home against Chicago, and I believe at Kansas City or home against Kansas Losing to Kansas City, I think we will. But, okay, here's the thing. Maybe it wasn't Kansas City. Maybe it was the Rams. I don't remember. It was one of the two. I really like the defense, and that's the thing. The one year that Aaron Rodgers had a good defense was in 2010, Super Bowl 45. We won that year. I really like, I love, I absolutely love the additions that we made. We got Adrian Amos, and he's going to play really well alongside whoever else is going to play that safety position, whether it's Darnell Savage Jr. or it's Josh Jones or it's Tremont Williams, whoever else it's going to be. So I really like that. Uh, our young cornerbacks are fantastic. Josh, Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander and Kevin King, if he stays healthy, those three guys right there can be our team, and we can move Tremont Williams in there. It, and the Tony Brown guys really good. Like the, the corners are going to be fun. particularly Jair Alexander. Like he's fantastic. He's going to be our number one corner. He's going to be good. And Jackson is a ball hawk. And then you look at the linebackers. Blake Martinez is a tackle machine. We signed Preston Smith, who likes to stop the run, and we signed Zadarius Smith, who was the sack leader for the best defense in the league last year on the on the Ravens. Those two guys on outside linebacker, plus Rashad Gary, which I'm not exactly sure. I saw he got carted off last week or yesterday in the preseason game, and I didn't see his update. But like, I like our defensive line because we have Kenny Clark, who's fantastic, and we have Dean Lowry, who we signed. He's been he's been a workhorse. He's been really good. I just really like the defense, okay? Like, and that's what I'm basing this off of because if we have a solid defense who can hold teams under 20, 25, Aaron and this new new offense, I'll call it, it's 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 all the same players, but it's a new offense because of Matt, Matt LaFleur coming in. And in this new offense, they know how Aaron plays. They know how Aaron Jones plays. They know these receivers. If everyone stays healthy... And that line, that the line has been staying, it stayed relatively healthy last year. Not there, there were a lot of times where they didn't, but they they, they were better than they have been. So like, Jimmy Graham's gonna come into his own again. It it takes more than a year for these tight ends to. I don't I don't get why people judge a player fitting in off of one year, especially when that player's hurt for a lot of the year. I don't know. Jimmy Graham will be okay. If not, we have two decent tight ends behind him in. Sternberg and Mercedes Lewis, but our receiving core is incredible. I I can't get you know, Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. At me, Geronimo Allison is going to be really good in the slot. Uh, I don't even know who the uh, Valdez Scantling has a lot of potential. Kumaro, if he plays, has has that potential. Equinemius, if he has that potential, there's another guy that I'm not thinking of that I can't think of. But like, and and then you look at running backs in Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. I I absolutely loved, and not to mention Danny Vitale, who is the co- coolest, coolest fullback I've ever seen. I really like this whole team. Now, I am a little bit of a hypocrite because with every new coach, whether it's a head coach or a coordinator, I always say there is going to be that that. Uh, adjustment period but Aaron Rodgers now has a new head coach and it's a restart last season it really looked like he was not giving it his all partially because he was injured for most of the season 
sorry for popping so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, Partially because he was injured for most of the season. Partially that there was all the, the and the the rumors with Mike McCarthy and all that blah blah blah. But he, I think he's going to come into this year driven, and he's going to want to play well. They're going to win Week One against the Bears because they're all going to be healthy. Basically, that's always the Packers' curse is is injuries. But we're going to beat the Pack. Or we're going to beat the Bears Week One, and it's gonna. It's going to propel the team beating the Bears. We're going to be – I think it's just going to work out. I mean, and, I, and, again, this might be me being an Optimist fan. But 11-5, and five, I don't think they're going to be better. That two-game margin doesn't go up of 13. I don't think they're going 15-1 again. 11-5 and five is also a solid pick. Like 11-5 and five is probably more where I see them going. But I think they went – I don't know. It's going to be Green Bay and Chicago one and two, and it's going to be wild card for the second team. So I, that's where I'm going with. Again, I don't actually think they're going 13 and three. That's just where I have them set, because I think they are the best team in this division currently. And again, the Bears. I'm I'm basing that off of Mitch Trubisky. I do not trust Mitch. I trust Aaron Rodgers. I trust the receiving core, the running game, and now I'm very excited about this defense. So I, again, I could be very wrong. The Packers could go nine and seven. There is a little bit of a bias there. I will admit to that, but this is what I'm going with. That is the NFC division and yeah, playoffs next week. I'm going to be talking about playoffs. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to pull up these news here. I have a bunch of bookmarks here. Uh, Yeah, I'll be doing playoffs predict playoff predictions next week. So we're looking at. Um, I can tell you who, what teams are in the playoffs here. Texans, Browns, Colts, Chiefs, Jets, Patriots on the AFC side. And then we have the Packers, Saints, Bears, Rams, Eagles, Cowboys. Those are the playoff teams for each side. So let's talk. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's see here. Um, let's stick with NFL first. We have to talk about it. Okay. We have to talk about it. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. I've turned a corner on Antonio Brown and not in a good way. I used to be a big defender of him. I'm not anymore. He's being a total, total drama queen with this whole, this whole fucking helmet situation. I just can't stand it. Pick a damn helmet and play and do your job. Play the game that you're paid. It, oh, it's so frustrating. Like, oh, I don't have the helmet that I normally play with. Shut the fr- Oh, my God. Just because you're not in the news anymore doesn't mean you need to make up shit and potentially get yourself traded or not play in the regular season because you don't have the right helmet. Are you kidding me? And the helmet that you want isn't cleared for your safety so that you don't get brain damage. It's just absolutely ridiculous. This this dude is he's a drama queen. He's an absolute drama queen. And you know what's gonna you know what? He's gonna come out, and I kinda hope this is true because he was one of my keepers in fantasy. I mean you have to, like you can't just drop you can't just drop Antonio Brown. I he he's gonna go out there and he's gonna put up numbers. He's going to. He's just that talented. But this whole drama with the freaking helmet it's just stupid cut 
it out, Antonio. Cut it out. Get a helmet. And play. Play football. It's that simple. It's it's so frustrating. It's so annoyingly frustrating because it doesn't need to be. Former teammate of Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Jets head coach says Bell won't play in the preseason. Okay. <laughs> if you're a running back who just sat out an entire season when you are quite arguably in the prime of your life, athletically, you just sat out an entire season because of pay. Now you're on a new team, a new team, new teammates, new schemes, new playbooks, new everything. Why would you not take the opportunity to play with your new teammates before the regular season starts? Why? What? Why? What? The... Why? Here's why. I don't, Le'Veon Bell doesn't seem like he's full in on this. And I don't understand why, because he actually got to pick. Did he pick the team or was he traded? I don't remember. But I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. These NFL players are divas. And again, and I might be reading, the, I'm sorry, I'm trying to, hesitation to overwork Bell. Okay, play him a, play him a, and this is Adam Gase too. Adam Gase is not the brightest. I, play him a series. Play him a play. <laughs> play him, play him a quarter. Get Le'Veon Bell some playing time with his new team because he hasn't played since two years ago. It's so incredibly frustrating. I. Even if it's a series, that's all you really need is just a series to get the feel for it, to get the feel of the team, the playbook, the schemes, blocking, which I know he probably doesn't do a lot of blocking, but come on. Just get him some playing time. Because although now now he's gonna look out there, he's gonna run the wrong route. He's not gonna block he's not gonna pick up the right guy, and your rook and your young quarterback's gonna get hit. It's just ridiculous. Just, just Seahawks rookie DK Metcalf headed for knee surgery after a preseason game, I believe. Uh, da, 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 da. Trying to get the trying to get the numbers on this. Let's see how long he's going to be out. Doesn't necessarily Metcalf was pencil. Okay, he was. Wait, what? He was likely was penciled in as a likely starter for the Seahawks opposite Tyler Lockett, and now he's. Out for the? I don't know. It's not saying. Um, express, expressed optimism that the 64th overall pick in 2019 draft re will recover quickly and be ready to play week one. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's not as big of a deal then. If he misses a little bit of time, that could slow his development. But I guess that's not bad. I thought I thought he was out for a long time. Um, NFL players and owners open to a playoff expansion and a three preseason game. Now, I would assume this means take a preseason out, just start the season a week early, basically. Still start the preseason at the same time, start the regular season a week early, and then just have an extra round of the playoffs? 
which I'm all for, <laughs> more playoff football. That's fine. And I think, you know, it, and a lot of guys don't play, especially like week four of the preseason. So that's ad, that is adding a game. But not necessarily. It's adding a game to only, what, uh, eight teams it would be if they added it. Well, 16. It, it's just adding half the league. So I... <sighs> In the in the interest of player safety and overworking players, probably not. If anything, just cut down the regular or the preseason and just not don't change the playoffs. But if if they're looking for the same amount of football because of TV and stadium tickets and blah blah blah, then yeah, I think that's the best way to do it because I don't think the teams have expressed and players have expressed that they don't want an 18 week season. And I don't either. I don't. I, I I like what the regular season is now. Sorry, yeah, seventeen weeks with that bye week. I think it's good. Adding a round to the playoffs, or just expanding the playoffs, I don't think that's a bad idea. And I think that makes it more exciting, getting more teams in there. I think that could actually be a very good thing. And it's going to add, you know, that's going to be more profitable than a preseason game, <laughs> with revenue, with like stadium revenue and that kind of stuff and merch. Like that's gonna be way, way, way bigger because what would you rather go to a preseason game or a playoff game? Exactly. So, I and the tickets will be more expensive and yeah. So, I, if I had to guess, <laughs> the NFL is gonna make more money off of this, so it's going to happen. That's just my cynical brain, not my cynical brain, but my my brain thinking cynically for the NFL. Like that's probably what they're going to do because yeah. Um, I think that was it for football. Uh, Rogers is still Rogers is a little banged up with that back injury. It's kind of lingering, so I am a little worried about that. Um, honestly, I don't. He just shouldn't play next week, and he should be rested up for Week One against the Bears because he's going to need to be. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's that. That's not that much on there. Uh, some other news in sports. Ha ha ha. Chris Sale, and I I don't – this was four days ago, so maybe I need to recheck this. But Chris Sale, reportedly from four days ago – yep, that's the last thing on here. Chris Sale is done for the 2019 season, but he won't require Tommy John surgery, which is probably good because then he would be out for the majority of next season too. Now, apparently he's just got some elbow injuries. Now, that's going to suck for the Red Sox. That like Their offense is still good. But their pitching is now losing possibly the best pitcher in the league right now. So that's just not that's just not good for the Red Sox. And that's I'm not a big Red Sox fan. So I I'm okay with this. Obviously, I'm not <laughs> I don't want this to come up bad. I'm not happy that he's hurt or anything like that. But them losing a player like that, like I don't wish an injury on anyone. I never will. I never have. But I, I'm very, I'm very okay with them losing a player. Simple as that. Because I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm not big on Boston sports. So that's, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, it sucks for Chris Sale. I feel bad for him. But yeah, uh, Mets rookie Peter Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Sorry, Pete. Pete Alonso breaks Cody Bellinger's NL record with 40th home run of the season. He probably has more at this point, and he is an absolute monster. He won the home run derby, 
And let's see here, home runs. Still at 40. Okay. So, yeah, he's got 40 home runs. Bellinger's record was 39. And that's incredible because I thought Bellinger's record was pretty, like, I know Aaron Judge the same season had, like, what, 50 or something like that. So that's – but it's the NL record. And who knows? The, Pete Alonso might might chase him for that. He's still got – I guess it's only September, but who knows? He could get hot. We've seen him get hot and hit a bunch of home runs. So I think it's really, really impressive that he's up there. And that and that, he's up there with Yelich. He's up there with Bellinger. And he's up there, like, currently this season. And Mike Trout, like, he's up there for the records or for, the for like, the lead in the, in the league. That's super impressive what Pete Alonso has been able to do. And he – I don't know. He, he's just really – Oh man, he, he he's just really impressive. I really like what he brings to the table. So I I'm trying to sorry I'm looking up. Give me MLB, give me batting. Home sorry home runs two tied at 42. Trout and Bellinger at 42. Yelich is at 41 and Alonso's at 40. And then number five is Acuna. 36. So that's an incredible home run race cuz Pete could just come out of nowhere if these other if these other 3 slow down, Pete could come out of nowhere, get hot, hit like 5 and be in the lead. It's incredible. This home run race has been so fun. People are saying that it like every time I see this stuff about this home run race, it's only Bellinger, Yelich and Trout. People need to start giving Pete Alonso some respect. <laughs> Put some respect on the name. This dude won the derby this year against Vlad Guerrero and he <laughs> God, God, Vlad Guerrero was fun. That was such a fun derby to watch. And I I don't know. Pete Alonso needs a little more respect because he is only two home runs behind the league leader. And he's a rookie for the Mets. So I, that, that's my little rant about that. But anyway, I think that might be all the stuff I – Oh, oh, actually, one more thing. The Los Angeles Lakers are reportedly acquiring Dwight Howard – because he is getting bought out, I believe, by the Memphis Grizzlies. That's he's not Demarcus Cousins, and he this is this is Dwight Howard's return to L.A. Weirdly enough, but I I think this is still good. He's definitely not Demarcus Cousins, and he's gonna he's gonna come off the bench. But I mean, that's a decent guy to come off the bench, I think. And playing with LeBron, I think, you know, maybe LeBron can help him kind of get back to at least a little bit what he was. I don't know. I really like this Lakers roster. Like, if you look at that roster up and down, it's really good. It's really good. Like, just just the just having Ganey Green and Kuzma might come off the bench, and then you got Rondo, and you like the. the the talent on that roster is incredible. It really is. So I, I really like the Lakers this year. I think I had them. I don't remember what I had in my, my power rankings. It was either two or three. I don't remember. But yeah, Dwight. Ho- I mean, it's a good. It, since you lost Cousins for the year, that's a good pickup. Getting Dwight Howard. It's not. It's not a. You know. It's not like we lost Cousins, so now we completely replace him with Howard. Like he's not going to be the same player, but he, he he's going to be a decent fit in there. He he's. That'll be okay. That is all of the news that I have saved on here. Like I said, next week I'm going to do my playoff predictions. So that'll be wild card round, divisional round, conference round, Super Bowl. So 
yeah, that'll be fun to talk about. It'll probably that'll probably be a little short. So I'm gonna collect a lot of news to talk about, uh, re- other than those. But yeah, like I said before, subscribe to the podcast, please. <laughs> I would very much appreciate it. I really, I really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you're listening to this, I really, I, I appreciate everything. Um, because I, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends who come up to me and say, you know, they don't watch sports and they come up and they say, hey, sorry, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't listen to your show because I'm not a sports fan, and I, you know, that's fine. I don't expect you, if you're not a sports fan, I don't expect them to sit through me talking about sports for an hour because I know if I just sat down with them and talked about sports for a while, they would tell me to shut up. So like at the, you know, and so I appreciate anyone who listens. I really do. I, I, this is kind of a passion project for me and I want it to take off, but really I'm just doing it to, if, because I want it to, I do want it to take off. Like that is the main goal. But at the end of the day, if it just ends up being a resume builder, that's okay. So I, I really appreciate anyone who listens, anyone who supports uh, so please subscribe, please, uh, I'll, uh, da, 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 sorry, reviews on like iTunes and that kind of stuff. I really appreciate cause that helps with the algorithm. Um, share us on Insta on, or <laughs> share us on social media. You can follow our social media pages. Uh, all the links are in the description, or if you just go to at FRKO podcast, that's the first round KO podcast. All the links are in the bio of that, uh, for all our different podcasts. Uh, and all the different Twitter accounts. So yeah, merch on Redbubble. Check out the intro and outro songs. They're really good. They're made by my two friends, Ethan and Duncan, and they're really good. So please support them as well. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Got me down in the fifth. Got me drowning in indecisions. Genie, I'm full of wishes. Still can't help with the disposition. I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege. Stress beyond belief, so catch us going through the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the J. Dilla Dilla. Need another dollar, dollar in Manila. So vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run. Tongue drip slice down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with palace and pre logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with palace and pre logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.